Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office, and today I am going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, spending creep, as I call it. So if you are feeling the pressure of inflation and rising gas prices on top of just, you know, not knowing exactly where your money's going every month and feeling like you're spending a little bit more than you probably should, this episode is for you. Now, I have a pretty good handle on our household expenses. Obviously, being in this business, that is something that I talk to people all the time about. And it's interesting because so often it doesn't matter if people make $50,000 a year or $600,000 a year, the number of people that have no idea how much they're spending is alarming, but I see how it happens. So I just had a situation. We, for the first time in two years, my family and I went away on a vacation. We live in Michigan, so it's cold here. And we went to Florida and it was only a you know five-day trip to Florida, four-day trip, five nights. We stayed at a Marriott property and basically the hotel was prepaid because we got a special deal if we paid in advance. And I just saw a charge on the credit card for, I can't believe I'm going to give away my bar bill at this vacation, but my credit card was charged $703 for incidentals. And my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, that's got to be wrong. But we checked out at 3.30 in the morning. We didn't get an itemized list because we were taking an early flight home on Sunday and we checked our email. We didn't get a list of the charges, but we just thought that that $700 number was crazy because I don't know. I didn't feel like we ate that much and the resort wasn't like super overpriced or anything, but our kids are now 11. Well, JP just turned 12. So 12 and 13 and they, you know, would get up and go to the Starbucks in the morning and get some breakfast or, you know, go get an ice cream while we were at the pool. And yeah, we did have a couple margaritas at the pool. Apparently we had more than we thought. The point of this is that this story reminded me, I ended up calling and getting an itemized list. And as I was on the phone with the woman, I was sitting here adding up all the like different charges from the various stores and little bodegas and the pool bar and a little restaurant there, like a little grill And halfway through our conversation, I realized that we did in fact spend that $700 in a few days, which, you know, one, I'm very privileged to be able to spend that. And as I said, we have not gone on vacation in two years. Certainly there is some price inflation there on, you know, how much things cost. And of course, having older kids that now make charges on their own to the room didn't help. But I liken this situation and it just reminded me of how all these little charges add up because I'm looking here, I highlighted all the charges that weren't room related 
And, you know, it's $14 here, $25.37 here. And I think that's what happens to people on a monthly basis, right? So it's especially now with inflated prices on groceries. You stop, like me, I stop on the way home, even though I do a major grocery shopping for the week on the weekend, I always have to stop and pick up one thing here and one thing there, or I'm not in the mood to make what I was going to make for dinner. So I pick up, you know, something kind of in the prepared food area. And these little charges add up. My husband actually calls me death through a thousand tiny cuts. But in fairness, I do do most of the household spending for, you know, day-to-day items for kids and kids are expensive. But I guess my point here is is just to kind of lead off with some tips if you have this, what I call spending creep. Now, it's really magnified when it happens in like a week-long vacation, calling it a week, you know, five days on vacation. These little charges add up and you don't feel like you're spending that much. Well, that happens throughout the month, throughout the year in a household. Now, when spending creep happens over time, as you know, in my example, it was just over a few days. But lifestyle creep is the other term that people use, and that may be over a longer period of time. So I recently looked back at a financial plan that we had done many moons ago when my kids were three and four. I was looking for something in our files and I came across this printed out plan and I realized like how much less my husband and I earned as a couple and thought, oh my gosh, I never would have imagined that we saved this much in this many years, which is great. But based off of what we were living very, what I felt very comfortably on, I wish that more people would pay attention as far as the different levels of luxury and convenience that become your new normal when you say get a raise or a new job with a higher income or after you pay off debt and have more income coming in every month. So while this episode is really talking about spending habits, I do want to just mention that these spending habits over time may not hurt or feel uncomfortable to you, but do keep in mind that you should always increase that savings as income levels go up. So maybe you're spending the same every month and not letting that lifestyle creep or spending creep get in there. But one of the ways that you can do that is every time your income goes up, increase your savings so that you can offset that and really not feel that extra money hit your account. That will really pay off, especially the closer you get to retirement. So that's a little extra financial planning tip before I get into my spending tips on a monthly basis. So tip number one is something that we do with our household spending that helps helps us to really look at what's being spent. So that is we use a credit card every month for incidentals, meaning groceries and the things that you pick up at like a local pharmacy here and there. When you think of what you need, pretty much our Amazon bill is charged to this, PayPal, Netflix, our our expenses, right? So everything pretty much besides our mortgage and insurance, and we don't have car payments, but if we did, you know, obviously those things are hooked up to our bank account. We only have one credit card and, and there are different theories on that. Some people do collect points, you know, or use it for discounts at different stores. We like to keep it all on one credit card and we do use those points and rewards, usually cash them out. But Again, the concept here is 
it's a really easy way to figure out what you're spending every month because you have the bills to look back on, right? So obviously ours are a little bit higher in like November and December for Christmas and different months where family members maybe go on vacation or we have family birthdays might be higher. But at the end of the day, I know pretty much what that credit card bill is going to be. And that means I know what our variable expenses are every month. Now we don't carry a balance. We pay it off every month. And that way we're not paying interest, which is key because I'm not a huge fan of credit cards, but I will say they do offer some flexibility. So if you are trying to get spending under control and maybe don't have the cash savings for emergency funds that you should, there's that flexibility that if you have things that come up, car repairs, for instance, or home repairs, new appliances that you might have to buy, and then one month is much higher than you normally do have, you have that option of kind of carrying that balance over and keeping yourself in check the following month. But again, that is probably the best thing that people can do if they're not inclined to really dig into their monthly expenses and keep it in an Excel spreadsheet and track everything. So tip number one is to put, you know, again, all those outside costs, the variable costs on a monthly basis so that you can easily track them and pay that balance down. So the second tip to kind of keep spending creep, as I call it, in check is to check your subscriptions. So I cleaned out my subscriptions about um, maybe a year ago. And that was because we changed banks. So it really, you know, you had to see what automatic charges were coming in every month. We changed our credit card and as well as our bank account. So we looked through everything and I found some surprises. I would say I was paying for Weight Watchers, $20 a month. I had no idea. I thought it was like, it was one of those trial things. It didn't work. I didn't follow it. So I never canceled it, but I didn't, didn't even see it come through. The other thing is a lot of stuff runs through Apple now, like different apps. And so not only do you have like PayPal plus your bank account plus Apple Pay or like the App Store, there are just so many different things. So if all of a sudden you feel like, oh my gosh, what am I even spending money on? And you can't account for when it, where money is going, that would be a good place to start is go to your monthly subscriptions and see just how much. And if you're using those subscriptions... I know I just got an email from Netflix saying, hey, you know, your charge is going up and here's why. And when I looked at it, went to my email, but it the name was like Jack one, two something. And my daughter's name is Jackie. So apparently somewhere along the line, she signed up for a second Netflix account. Yeah. So that is like one of those things where I've been paying $30 a month and we use one Netflix account, or I guess we should say we could use one Netflix account. So I'm going to cut that bill in half once I get to the bottom of that. But again, tip number two is to check those monthly subscriptions. And I know my tip number one was to use a credit card for monthly payments, but there are so many people that carry a balance, not just a credit card balance, but maybe you bought furniture somewhere and you put it on, you know, there's really low interest rates. So you put it on a loan through the furniture store, car payments, credit outside of mortgage is what I'm talking about. But certainly if you haven't refinanced in the last few years, that is a way that you can still save money, even though rates are on the rise now. But what I was going to talk about is debt consolidation. 
really taking a look at, because so often I feel like people are like, oh, it's only, you know, $10,000 or $12,000 that I have on this card and I'll pay it off when, you know, this happens or when that happens. And certainly, you know, cut yourself some slack if you have had reduced hours through work during COVID or additional childcare payments. There are certainly things that have come up in the last few years, but maybe if you just go to like a website, there are lots of free calculators out there. I like one on creditkarma.com. They have a payoff calculator where you put all your different credit cards or again, revolving credit accounts, like a furniture store or something like that. You can put all of them in there and actually look at what that interest rate is. And you can calculate how long it's going to take you to pay off because if you're only paying the minimum payment and you have like 17% or 22% interest, especially for those ones that maybe were teaser rates at first and now they have gone up, definitely something to review and an easy way to save by not paying that interest every month for the next few years. So paying above that minimum payment, which in the long run doesn't help your monthly bills come down but it will help you understand where spending creep is coming in and how to really get a hold on that budget. So with that, those are the three tips that I have for you today. And I really feel like a little bit vulnerable for sharing my ridiculous food and beverage bill from our vacation. But at the end of the day, I feel like there are people out there that can relate. And again, even for financial professionals who spend every day talking to people about getting their cash flow situation in track, I think it's important to relate and say that it happens to the best of us. So I hope that you found these tips helpful. And certainly now with prices going up, I would love to hear from you with your tips that have worked. And that way I can share them with you all in our audience and um, do email me. I will link in the show notes a way to get a hold of me with some ideas that have worked for you. And I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And as always, if you know anyone that could really benefit from this episode, we really appreciate you sharing. We are so grateful for our audience, our people. It is growing every month. Melissa and I are just so thrilled. So love everybody that's following us and really appreciate it. And we look forward to bringing you more content that you find helpful. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about pearl planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.